Welcome to the post-match space phone-in on Twitter, the Latte Firm post-match phone-in. Arsenal have been beaten at Goodison Park by Everton as new manager Sean Dyche enjoys the new manager bounce. I can't believe it. These phone-ins are normally so much fun to look forward to. Uh, Today is going to be particularly difficult. If you've been at the game, if you've just watched it, if you've been out with friends watching it somewhere... um, have your say. Come and request the mic. Tell us about the performance, what the defeat means for Arsenal. And of course, if this is a dent in our title race. Uh, Positively, we are now on even games with Manchester City at the top of the league, 20 games played. And we are still, of course, five points clear. But many would have seen today as an opportunity to extend that lead to eight points. And it's not happened. Uh, Let's bring in our co-host, Wayne. Welcome to today's space. Uh, we've not had many of these to the, uh, this season that have started off on a negative sort of vibe, but today's going to be painful. Wayne, welcome. Hey, man. Um, I can't, it's, it's difficult because we can't blame you for this one because at least at Old Trafford, you were there. <laughs> you can't blame me for this one. I think there's going to be a lot of fingers pointing at a lot of characters today. I've mm. seen the timeline, uh, you know, all the way from sort of Ben White to Xhaka and party in midfield to the new signings to Jorginho not not being the player that we all wanted. Um, it's Enketia uh, taking taking bullets as well. It's going to be a very very long ninety minutes this space. Um, Wayne, before we go to obviously our first callers, and I can see Tosi, Farhan, Bohdan, G Singh, Tom, Ben, Rofikov, Ethan. You've all requested. Do request the mic, especially if you're a first timer. Come and have your say. It's a safe. Sp- base. Um, Wayne, uh, going into the game, obviously the mood would have been quite vibrant for Arsenal. You know, we're top of the league, we're flying. It's an opportunity to go eight points clear before City go and play the wankers at the lane tomorrow. Uh, starting lineup is as strong as we could have gone. What did you make of the game today, Wayne? Um, I just think it was one of them that we just have to kind of dust off and move over. We had way too many poor performances on the day. We... At, there was a few. There were a few questionable decisions. Some of the subs I didn't quite understand. Some of the direction in terms of where we were going attacking wise, it felt a lot like, especially on the defensive end, that Everton kind of went for the Newcastle blueprint. We're going to double up on your wingers. We're going to pack out the middle, and we're just going to try and frustrate you. And I didn't quite understand why. We didn't try to adjust things a little bit. Even when Trossard came on in the second half, he was still more high and wide like Martinelli. We didn't really see Zinchenko get, get on the overlap. Ben White, he, he got forward once or twice, but didn't do it consistently. And over and over again, we left our two two of our better players in Martinelli and Saka isolated. But you just, listen, in, in the Premier League, you're not going to be able to get away with having five, six, seven poor performances on the day. And I think that's what we had. And and unfortunately for us, we're the only team that didn't come up against Lampard. And I miss Frank Lampard already. And yeah, we were poor. Everton were good. And, and Sean Dyche got the win. Let's bring in Gav, our fellow co-host. Gav, welcome to the show. Going into today's game, uh, BT Sport were making a big deal out of our previous or recent record at Goodison, which hasn't looked good in recent years and, of course, continues today. Gav, what did you make of the game? We've always had a bad record up there, mate. I mean, I've been, uh, uh, I think Wayne summed it up pretty correctly there, mate. Uh, individually and collectively, we just weren't at the races today. Uh, the whole team and Arteta, uh, the 
you've got to give credit to Dice. You've got to give credit to Everton. Uh, they had a plan. They stuck to the plan. Uh, even though the first half, I haven't checked the stats, I know the first half we had 74% of the ball, but it, it just didn't feel like it because it felt like they had the better chances. Uh, they were doubling up out wide. They kept the midfield. They was doing a high line. They were squeezing the game. And and it worked. I mean, if you need a blueprint again about how to play against us, you just have to watch that game. And it didn't help, but it just seemed like every pass was half a yard, you know, half a foot out. And it was almost screaming for either a fast, pacey balls over the top or a knockdown, or, and we just didn't get the luck. And it was one of those. Uh, on another day, that's a nil-nil because we gave away a, a goal from a corner. But it's that yourself on. Everyone's got to have a good, long, hard look at themselves in the mirror tonight, I think, all them players, when they're going home, if they're going home by coach, due, seeing as it's the green weekend or whether they're flying home or whatever they do. Uh, they've got to have a look at themselves tonight. That, that ain't going to win us the league. It's really not. I mean, Wayne, uh, it was, of course, James Tarkovsky's first goal for Everton under his former manager on the hour mark, nodding home from a corner from Dwight McNeil. Um, Gav's right, Arsenal did boss possession. We just couldn't break through. They were doubling up on both our wide men. They were really compact in midfield. Decore and Onana playing really well, I thought. But it was down to us. We seemed quite dysfunctional. We seemed quite clumsy, a little bit sloppy. Um, the mindset just wasn't quite right. Um, where do you think it went wrong for us, Wayne? Um, I, you know, I don't think it really. I don't think it really went wrong for us per se. I just think Everton had a game plan. They stuck to it, and and they saw it out. I think the one thing that we can point to, I think we got very, very, very unlucky not to have a penalty. I thought there was a, a stonewall penalty on on Gabriel, but I don't think we can blame the referees for this one. I just think collectively we we were poor. I think Gabriel aside, Gabriel was probably our best performer on the day. Aside from him, Saka had a good game as well, but just collectively it was all too many players at too many times just dropping smelly performances. And I don't think it's going to happen too often again between now and the end of the season. It's just unfortunate that at a time where I have no doubt if if, if these players perform like this and Frank Lampard was still in charge, we still probably would have got by and won the game because the players for Everton pretty much are down tools for, for Lampard. But we had six or seven poor performances. Add to the fact that there was the protest before the game. The fans were up for it for Deitch's, uh, Sean Dyche's first game at home. And Sean Dyche has had, what, a week now drilling in sort of at least defensively what he wants from, from the team. I just think it, as a collective, too many things came together to go against us. But we can't really complain. Everton deserved it. Yeah, they did. Of course, we weren't able to find the equaliser in the game and our lead will be cut to two points at the top of the Premier League tomorrow if Manchester City can beat the scum tomorrow at the lane. Right, let's get through some of the callers. Tosi was in first. Tosi, welcome to the Latte Firm post-match space. Arsenal have been beaten at Goodison by a goal to nil. What would you like to say about today's game? Tosi, over to you. Don't tell me he's done it again. He's requested. Oh, there he is. Tosi, if you want to unmute yep, yourself. I'm here now. Sorry it took a second to connect. That's okay, man. No worries. What would you like to uh, say? First of all, thanks, guys, for having me. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm with Wayne. I think 
we can't complain too much. We were first half we were played off the park. Like yeah, we had possession, but they had so many chances in the first half that could have gone in. Calvert Lewin almost poked one in, and then I think it was Ducure had a free header and I just the only thing that really disappointed me because I'll be honest, I was going expecting a really good game from Everton. I don't think their form is was going to affect anything. Like you said, new manager bounce. Sean Dyche, whose brand of football is very effective against us for years now, and the fans up for it. But I thought feeling like we got let off in the first half would kind of motivate the players more to say, all right, scrap the first half. We got let off. We have to appreciate that and take advantage of the game. But they just weren't at the races. And I don't know if it's a case of we don't get as motivated for these games as we do for the big games. And we've almost kind of flipped it. I mean, now, like, I feel comfortable going into Manchester United, Tottenham, all these other games. I feel like they're up for it. But if you look at the points we've dropped now, it's Southampton and Everton. And it's like, you know it almost. From the first five minutes of the match, you can see sluggish, misplaced passes. So that's really the only thing I would have a complaint more about is that we didn't have that focus and we weren't direct enough. The subs, I also agree, could have been better. I just, yeah, it's one of those, like Wayne said, you got to just toss it in the bin and look to next week. I don't really have, there's not really too much tactical analysis to be done. They set up with a massive block in midfield, four-man, five-man block at times in midfield, and it was just, it was a tough one, man. I'm glad to see you mentioned just look ahead to next week. I mean, is that how is that how you're left feeling now? Like, just dust yourselves off go again against Brentford and just get back onto winning ways? Or is there, uh, you know, football here to sort of analyse to, to, to its death, as I'm sure many Arsenal fans will do? Um, I, I don't think so, because I, I, I don't think there's something to analyse to its death. Because like Wayne said, if, if we had a performance where our players were on form and we were creating chances and we couldn't get over the line for some reason, there could be something that we could look for that's missing. But... I don't know how you tactically correct six or seven players just not turning up. And that's not a let off for the manager. I still think, you know, maybe Mikel Arteta could have done something different on um, the mental side of the game, maybe prepared them better, let them know that, you know, I I don't know. I remember in the all or nothing um, documentary where Guardiola, they just came off a big win and he just shouts at everyone, sits them down and instructs them to watch Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park and kind of drills it into their head what kind of match it's going to be. But, yeah, tactically, it's, we had possession and we had ways to get into the game, but we just didn't execute. Even the some of the passes we made today. I mean, I remember Odegaard had one where Nketiah was free on the wing and he just kept dribbling forward, didn't shoot, didn't pass. Jaka had a clean shot at goal. It could have also been, you know, late in the game, down 1-0, maybe some of the players didn't have the, the, the bravery to, to attempt some things because I saw a lot of chances that were begging for a shot on goal where we just played that extra pass, and it was just – it was shit, man. And it, the most annoying part is the level of satisfaction that Sean Dice, the, 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 the Allardyces of the world, are going to get from it because, I mean, full credit, I, I hate deep blocks, and I think that the – this is my one excuse, and maybe it's not an excuse, but it's officiated so differently when you have a team that's managed by Dice, Allardyce, where the refs say, you know, they see three, four fouls in a row where a yellow could be given out, and they say, oh, that's how they play. They're tough and hard. So 
they, they, they don't get the cards they do sometimes. I thought in the first half there were a lot of bad tackles. There was one uh, studs up on Saka. I forgot who tackled him, but not even a thought of a yellow card. Just play on, play on, play on. So, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, it really does, Tosi. Thanks so much for being the first caller on tonight's space. Really good call. I think it was your first time as well. Um, Gav, uh, he makes a really good point, and it makes me sort of think, is this just a, a blip, a bad day in the office? Or, are, well, I'm sure the media will, but do you think Arsenal fans are going to try and look for every little ounce of analysis to try and really sort of scrutinise today's performance? Yeah, no, just don't look too deep into it. It was what it was collectively, individually. Bad, bad, bad day at the office. Uh, I don't think it's going to affect future games. There's not many teams that can play like that against us, thank God. Uh, yeah, wrong day, wrong time, wrong attitude. Early morning kickoff on a Saturday. It just had new manager. It just had all the ingredients to go a bit bent today. Mm, fair enough. Uh, you might need to take your microphone out of your mouth again, Gav. It's a bit close to your mouth. I think it's a bit muffled. Uh, right, let's go to L at W. Is that Law, Lou? Uh, welcome to the post-match phone-in. Uh, what would you like to say about Arsenal's defeat today? Oh, hello. Thank you for having me. I'm, like everyone else, just really frustrated, I guess, because... To be honest, we didn't we didn't play well to win, and I thought Everton had a game plan they followed so well that they it, people don't want to hear it, but they probably deserve to like get something out of there. Like every midfield, like second ball we were losing, uh, the midfield three of Everton was just having like a fantastic day, stopping all our passes, and even when we had the ball, we weren't really ruthless or really didn't do anything in the final third that warranted a goal. Which is really sad to say. You just gotta hope that this is like just a literal one one off and then maybe next game we could just like again Bradford, we just go straight back on it. It's at home, so we should be able to get like a good win and then everyone will pretty much forget about today. Yeah, I hear you. I, it is a bad day at the office. And, and I, to be honest, I think I have to agree with you. I think Everton absolutely deserved to win today. They should have been at least 1 or 2 nil up at half-time. I thought we were lucky to go in nil nil at half-time. I thought Arteta could have really woken up the boys and just really got into them. But we came out in the second half and we had maybe one or two good minutes and then Everton really started yeah. to you know, pose a threat again. Um, where does it leave the title race for us, my man? Because we are 20, 20 games played now with Manchester City. Uh, uh, is, it, is it just... You know, carry on, bounce back against Brentford and everything will be fine? Or are you starting to get nervous? It, okay, like, okay, maybe right now I'll be nervous, but like, I'll sleep on it like a day and then you're probably right on the second point that we, it's, it's literally just a one-off. Like, even when, I know, okay, Liverpool, like 15 points, but there's just one day where you just go to like one of these random away days. Because like, okay, Everton's like bottom, like bot, uh, bottom three right now, but like their squad, I, I never believed that their squad, like their eleven has ever been, like, relegation, like, quality. So, like, during, like, just one of these random away games where, like, new manager, they're, all their fans are up for it. It makes, it's, it's a hard place to play at already. And we've had, like, two two things. New manager, uh, their new manager, and that's, we have a bad record against in the last six games. And then Everton away. This, it, it was just a mixture of bad things today. Yeah, it really was. Thanks so much for joining us as the next yeah. caller on the post-match space. Really appreciate that. Wayne, do you want to say anything uh, as, a, as a comeback to, to L at W? I, don't, I still don't know how to pronounce it. It's Law. It's Law. That's what I said at the start. He didn't correct me. Yeah, go uh, It's good. He's first-time caller, so it's good to hear from him. So it's good to start with two first-time callers on, on the show, I think. But um, no, nah, nothing really. I think like, like everyone's been saying, the only difficult thing is always losing, especially when 
we've not really had to feel it now. The only thing I'm now hoping is that we get over it quite quickly, obviously against Brentford, because I think this is the first time now this season we've lost two in a row, uh, considering obviously we lost to Man City in the FA Cup under different circumstances entirely, but you still lost two games in a row and and you don't really want to turn that into a habit. You want to kick that straight away. Um, The one thing I'm interested in, and it would be great to hear from any of the callers or you or Gav, do we now need to consider different game plans for teams like this? Because we've seen against Newcastle, we've seen against Everton that we didn't have an answer for them defensive, them defensively in particular. Like, Do we need to start maybe changing things in the middle of games, not waiting for subs, but maybe expecting or asking Zinchenko to go on the outside, get Ben White forward a little bit more, maybe, I don't know, Instead of what we used to do with Xhaka dropping a little bit deep and allowing Zinchenko to influence things, we saw it against Manchester United when Trossard came on, and we didn't really see it much. To, we didn't really see it much today when Trossard came on. So um, yeah, I think one of the big takeaways for me is now that's two examples, and like Gav said, there's probably not many teams who will be able to defend like this against us. But for the situations and the times that it does, how do we go about breaking them down? Gav, I will let you answer that question in just a second. But my take on that, Wayne, is I don't think we do need to change anything. I mean, you know, we're top of the league, 20 games played and only drawn two, right? So, uh, obviously, drawn to Southampton away. We drew to Newcastle at home. And in terms of defeats, you know, Old Trafford and Goodison Park, which over the years has always been a bit of a struggle for us. But the fact that we've won 16 games and the fact that our goal difference is 28 and that we're still five points clear of big spending Manchester City and the rest... I don't think we need to tweak too much, but I do think we need to maybe learn how to control the first 15, 20 minutes of scenarios like new manager bounce or going into a relegation threatened team or going away for an early or a late night kickoff where we just need to be a little bit more calm, a little bit more composed. I thought our passing was a bit sloppy. We started well, first three, four, five minutes, but we slowly, very quick, sorry, we very quickly became a little bit sloppy, a little bit clumsy. We weren't, we just weren't sharp. And I felt that Everton, as they always were going to be, right in your face, really intense. I mean, that is the new manager effect. And of course, Sean Dyche, who's so good at doing that. Um, so, yeah, I don't think wholesale change is required. I don't think we even need to think about an approach, but maybe just fine tuning the first 15, 20 minutes when you're away from home against teams that are in really you know, precarious, precarious sort of situations. Uh, Gav, what would you say to uh, Wayne's question there uh, before we go to Killeen, who's our next caller? I'll be honest with you. I wasn't even listening to him. I was listening to Arteta's uh, after-match uh, press conference. Uh, oh, that's great. Great, great co-hosting there from, from, from Gav. Yeah, no, I do, I, I do apologise for putting Arteta in front of Wayne. Uh, sorry, mate. Uh, but no, go on, what's the question? Don't worry. Let's go to Colleen because it's quite a long last question, but I will come back to you, Gav. Don't worry. Right. Colleen, welcome to the post-match space. It has been under very pleasant circumstances that we've spoken this season so far, but today it's defeat at Goodison Park. How do you feel? Good afternoon, boys. Um, I hate Goodison Park. <laughs> I've never liked it. Um, I, you know, everything down to their wooden seats, obstructed views. I hate Goodison Park. I hate having um, us to go up there every season to play. And it's ex- what I saw today was just, it just took me back. It really did just take me back. Um, can, can I just ask you there, Colleen? Because yeah. we have seen this Arsenal team and performance 
many times in, in, in the past. I mean, maybe not so much the recent past because this season's been outstanding. But mm. over the last three, four, five years, we've been to grounds like this. We've been to Everton before. We've played really poorly. Um, and yeah, the blueprint was kind of there. I mean, is that what's really disappointing? Because we, we have seen it all before. Yeah, I mean, it's it's disappointing, but I can't. I, I don't think I'm um, as upset as potentially as, as I'm seeing on on the meltdown that's happening on Twitter right now. Um, the blueprint you could say was there, but it's very difficult to come to Everton anyway. And then you know, new manager bounce, the type of midfield that they put out. Um, it was always going to be a one-nil game. Um, whoever got the first goal in these kind of games is always key. I know it sounds very easy to say, but Arsenal have gone behind several times this season and managed to to blow away the opposition and come back from behind and win. Um, but in these kind of bogey games, and you felt it after the first ten minutes that yeah, it was always going to be a uh, like a corner scrappy goal, and then you almost kind of similar to our, our game away at Leeds. Um, that's kind of the vibe I was getting from it. But unfortunately, it went to um, the goal went for, for Everton. I would say, Colleen, under normal circumstances that, you know, had the game have gone on, we probably would have knocked on the door, we probably would have scored. But no. I, sat, I sit here feeling today that, you know, we could be playing for another 10 hours and I just don't think we would have <laughs> scored today. It was just a really bad day at the office. Oh, it was it was awful. Um, and I think, it's, I think it is something that I'm not overly concerned because I think the boys will be able to pick themselves up and continue. But I think... We, you know, you got that Newcastle game that we had as well in, in terms of this like four five one kind of setup. We need to find a way of being able to effectively still play the way we want to play in terms of do- not only just dominating possession, but being able to knock on the door the way we would normally do when teams don't actually sit back on us. And, you know, you could, you'd, I didn't even need to know Sean Dyche was the manager to say it was the first game to tell you that Martinelli and Saka are going to be doubled up on. Like, that's just how it's going to be. <laughs> so... We, we do need to be a little bit more cuter around that. Um, I think I thought the first half was was, was awful. <laughs> it was really, really bad. The second half got slightly better. But, I mean, that wasn't hard because we were really bad. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Final question for you, Colleen, just before mm-hmm. you go. I mean, do we think about this game anymore or do we just brush it under the carpet and just bounce onto the next one? I mean, are there any positives or, you know, to kind of take away from today? I mean, there's not really that many. I wouldn't say, when I say, I don't think there's many positives, but you can make positives out of, okay, they didn't really go off. They kept trying at least. Okay, whatever. I mean, that's kind of the bare minimum. I'm a little, not. I don't want to say too concerned, but last season, you know, we were really good at defending corners. And a couple of times now, um, you know, the United game and then this game as well, the way we're conceding um, from corner kicks. Maybe if I'm being nitpicky, I think, you know, might need to sharpen up there. But I think the quicker that we get this one out of our system and get to, I think it's Brentford at home, right? Yeah. Um, the better because you know um, if you look at the next 18 games I mean Arsenal are always going to drop points and considering we've been near perfect Manchester City will drop points uh, there's nothing so far to suggest they won't we've got to focus on our own game and I'm sure our lovely neighbours who have a great record against City in recent times will begrudgingly do us a favour I'm, pr- I'm certain of it <laughs> Yeah, I certainly hope you're right. Colleen, thanks so much for joining the space today. Really appreciate that. Try to have yourself a good weekend. Um, Wayne, uh, I see on Twitter, Onana trending. Um, yes. Just a quick word on Everton. Obviously, this is an Arsenal phone-in, so I don't want to go too much uh, pro-Everton. But they did deserve the win today. I think they're worthy of the three points. Oh, absolutely. And Onana was absolutely incredible. Like that, that was a type of midfield performance that you kind of think 
you know, you, you could you could do that for us week in week out, and and we'd love that. The problem is, and I think the thing that annoys most Arsenal fans is we kind of know that Everton are probably not going to play that way again, and it really wouldn't surprise us if they shipped five goals against whoever they played next week. It just they always seem to they always seem to get up. It didn't even need Sean Dyche. They always seem to get up at, at their home ground at Goodison against us. But no, it was credit to them. They were fantastic. They deserved the win. They played us off the park in that first half. Um, but Onana was head and shoulders the best player on the pitch. Yeah, I think I think it's difficult to disagree with any of that. I think Everton were worthy of of the three points. And Everton, of course, they do play Manchester City as their last home game of the season this year. So that could be quite interesting. Uh, Gav, before we go to our next caller, Ed, uh, Ed Hale, I think he's a first-time caller. Um, the penalty decision. Uh, Gabriel, or well, it wasn't really a decision in the end, but there was a shout for a pen. Gabriel being tripped by Morpé just inside the box. Uh, was it a pen for you? Was that the turning point for us, maybe? I think anywhere else apart from the penalty area, that may have been given, but you wouldn't really expect that to be given in the uh, in the penalty area as much as it was a foul. Uh, it just wasn't. No, it, it it just wasn't quite there. Do you know, it's, it's hard to actually put this into words, but it was a foul, and he did take him down. But you're just not really expecting to get those in the penalty box, especially away from home, even with the completely impartial VAR system that we have. Yeah, I agree with you. Right, let's go to our next caller, Ed. I can see so many people have requested the mic. Uh, of course, if you are keen on listening to more of these post-match phone-ins on Twitter all throughout the season, this is the only place you can get it for Arsenal. So do follow Latte Firm, click on the little profile picture and add follow. Ed, welcome to the space. I think you're a first-time caller, is that I'm right? I'm indeed. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, yeah, first time. Uh, you're very welcome, my friend. What would you like to say about Arsenal's defeat Yeah, today? I just... I thought overall, as everyone's been saying, it was a terrible performance. Um, it kind of gave me, um, it threw me back to Newcastle away last season when sort of first 10, 15 minutes, you could tell we were going to be under the cost. The crowd were up for it. Uh, we're getting pressed off the park. And in similar fashion to how I felt we didn't deal with that tackle at St. James Park last season, I don't think we started playing our technical football enough uh, in the first half. We sort of got swamped by the atmosphere of the ground and stuff and you could just sort of like, like people were saying you could just sort of tell first 10-15 minutes if we're going to win this game it's going to be a 1-0 it's going to be a scrappy game um, I thought the, the worrying thing for me was the left half space with Martinelli and uh, Jaka mm. and Zinchenko today I thought a lot of our attacks in the first half were Saka oriented because he doesn't really need that link up play on the right hand side he can sort of do it all on his own but since Jesus has got that injury, I think Martinelli suffered a lot as a touchline winger because he can't drift into that sort of inside space. With How many times have we seen Jesus pick the ball up on the left wing, go past two, and then Martinelli's got freedom. Um, and Eddie, as good as he's been, he doesn't really have that to his game yet. So I think we're struggling with that. Well, I would say... For the... Just just yeah. on that point, Ed, sorry to no. interrupt, but um, talking of the left half space, what did you make of Leo Trossard's day, uh, uh, cameo thought... today? To be fair, I know people are going to be piling on because we've lost and stuff. I thought he was quite good when he came on. And I think he, for a while, Eddie's in. I think he's might, maybe going to suit us a bit more because um, he's, he's got those sort of stereotypical winger qualities uh, in 1v1 tight situations that might help. And he's very two-footed as well. He can go on either foot. So I think that might help us a bit more. I was just, just going to say, I think there's no need to overreact for the league. We're still 
you know, potentially five points clear. Um, but the only worry is it's not like a 2005 Premier League season when, you know, 80 points is going gonna, is gonna to do the job. These are the types of games you've got to be winning. And, you know, we've still got to go to Fulham away, still got to go to Anfield, play, tough places to play. So City will start to hunt us down if we keep putting in performances like that. So we've got to fix up quick, I think. Yeah, I appreciate that, Ed. Thanks very much for joining the space. Really appreciate that as your first time caller. Do come back again in the season. Uh, Wayne, you've just pinned up a comment courtesy of Mikel Arteta saying, I just told the players I love them more now than I did last week and last month. We will, of course, hear from the gaffer. Um, have you caught up with Mikel Arteta's post-match conferences and what do you make of that quote? No, I just thought the quote was interesting because I feel that about Gav when he doesn't listen to me. It's fine, Gav. You don't have to listen to me, but I love you more now than I did last week and last month. I don't. I don't. Although, although to be fair, I should because you sent me a really nice Eddie and Ketia shirt, which of course you can win if you have a look through the Latte Firm timeline. All you've got to do is retweet that post, and one of you will be sent a brand new Eddie and Ketia um t-shirt that you can see a uh, size of your choice and of course postage and packaging free right let's go to our next caller who's going to be mo mo welcome back to the post-match space we'll hear from the gaffer after mo but mo what would you like to say about today's defeat at goodison hello lads thanks for having me on again um it's a tough one it's a early kickoff always ruins the weekend doesn't it um but i just feel like the narrative around this game just it was too much, I think. Dyche's first man, oh, first game, Everton away in the morning. I think um, they had a protest before the game as well, so the fans were definitely riled up. I just think today every player, their heads were just yeah, it just dropped. I think like Ben White and Xhaka, who I don't think they've had a game below eight out of ten this season, maybe seven out of ten. Even they played like two or three. So obviously, when Mister Consistency is dropping, it's not really good for the team. Uh, and I think someone just made a shout, yeah, about Martinelli. I do feel bad for him slightly because, yeah, I think we miss Jesus. Nothing against Nketiah. Um But, yeah, it's, it's just... I think everything plays into Everton's hands today. Um, David Coop is a pretty crap ref, but I'm not going to blame that. Um, it's, it, to be honest, the only good thing about today is that we can't get worse, in my opinion, anyway. Like... I know we've seen the Amazon doc, so I think we know what Arteta's probably said at half time. And that quote Wayne said about he loves the players now, I think that's quite interesting. I think they must have been fuming at the dressing room and he must have seen the the characters probably leave the dressing room saying, Look, this isn't happening again. I'm, I'm probably making it up, but so I'll hopefully, yeah, Brentford at home. Uh, oh, is it home? Yeah, it is at home. Um, yeah, we blitz them because. Uh, yeah, I think we need a kind of a statement win just because City, obviously, there's a reason they've won four out of five titles. They can hunt people down. I need the spuds to help us out here. But, yeah, overall, like, it's just, you have to take it on the chin. I'm disappointed, but it's just, yeah, a hard one to take. But we'll have to just move on. Yeah, I think so too. Mo, thanks very much for joining us. Really appreciate that. Uh, Wayne, I know you're waving. Uh, do you want to come in on what Mo's just said? No, I don't. I want to let you know that Wolves won Liverpool nil after five minutes. Goal yes, at the moment. You goal oh, at the moment. Scores on the door. I love that. It makes bringing back vibes of our early uh, of our earlier post match phone-ins that we used to have. Wayne with the scores on the on the door, but you were watching garbage Europa League games. But this is great. Wolves have taken the lead, of course, 
at home to Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp in the mud. That does soften the blow just a touch. Um, right, we are, what, just over half half an hour into today's post-match phone-in. There are almost 300 of you listening live right now. Please do drop a follow on Latte Firm. And of course, if you enjoy some of the contributions of our co-hosts, Wayne is at Wayne's World 20 underscore. Just click on his little profile and press follow. And Gav is at SheWar with his tremendous merchandise store online, which Wayne has actually pinned a tweet for in the chat above. As you can see, there's me wearing an Eddie and Ketia t-shirt. You can win that if you decide to retweet that tweet. Right, let's go to our next caller. Um, our Mikel is just getting ready for uh, to speak to the latte firm. How good does that sound? Uh, Jace, what do you want to make of today? Hey, boys, how are you doing? First of all, I'm shocked that Gab has ever listened to an Arsenal manager other than George Graham. <laughs> Very well played. You know, um, as, as for the uh, competition, T-shirts are lovely as long as you don't get you. Uh, yes, I do not come free with a T-shirt uh, to the disappointment of many people. <laughs> um, look, for the game, it's frustrating, but... You know, you, you, you've got to look at it, you know, the, the, the kind of bigger picture. You know, I, I yes, Everton were always going to be up for it, you know. Um, as Colleen said earlier, you knew they were going to double up on on um, Saka and Martinelli. Bit frustrated we didn't have a bit more of a plan for that in the second half or the first half. You know, runners coming around, you know, going around them at the winger. And coming on the inside, we'll pull them out of position. But we, we don't we don't kind of do that enough. But you know, we need to be a bit more streetwise in these games. You know, um, Miklenko, how many fouls did he have on um, on Saka? We need to go down. We need to sort of play play the referee a bit more, force them into decisions. I think that's... Do you know what, Jace? Streetwise is a really good choice of word. I think that's the word that I was looking for earlier in terms of just being able to manage, you know, tense games, tense opponents, you know, big, big, big sort of occasions where you've got like a new manager, you know, being more streetwise, being more mature. Maybe that'll come with experience because we, you know, it's easy to forget that this is the youngest group of players in the league. Would you, would you think that's I, fair? Yeah, I think, I think it's totally fair. You know, look, you look compared to where we, where we are now compared to where we were last season. The manager and these players have done an amazing job. Eight points dropped after 20 games. Only eight. You know, we saw some of the performances last season. Some of them were dire. Some of them were amazing, like Spurs home and Villa home. But some were absolutely awful. But the consistency that's been brought in is sensational. But yeah, that streetwise aspect, take the sting out of the game, you know, slow them down. You know, we, we you know, I thought I despise Neil Mopey. You know, I despise him. I hope his ankles go tomorrow. But by God, he knows how to play a referee. You know, we, we look at the uh, at the um, uh, penalty shout. If that's Harry Kane, Harry Kane gets the penalty. Simple as. You know, you've got to go down. You've got to make the most of it. You've got to almost sort of play after every opportunity in these games to let them know you will get a card. You keep on kicking, you're going to get a card. And, you know, that's being harsh on the guys, but yes, it's a disappointing loss. But, you know, you're going to get disappointing losses throughout the season. It's going to happen. You know, dust yourselves down. Let's make sure we get a plan for Newcastle away, you know what I mean? Um, uh, Leeds home. The one frustration again on top of not being a street, a street wise is 
We're at Everton. It's down to them to come out and play us. I admire Arteta for sticking to his guns, for sticking to his philosophy. I really do. But sometimes, make them play. That's all they had to do to put pressure unless it was a long ball. You know, we can sit back as well. Come on, then, lads. You're at home. You're going down. Make, you know, you play some football for a change because you've been dog shit all season. You know, don't come giving us large now or you're wonderful in the dice. You're a shit team. I hope you go down. Bog off. I, do you know what? That's a really good point, Jace. Uh, thanks a lot for your call, by the way. Um, Wayne might have another goal, but just before we go there, um, sometimes, yeah, you can let your opposition come on to you and maybe not invite too much pressure on yourself. That's a, that's a salient point, something that I didn't think of. Wayne, you've got your hand in the air. Is there a goal in the Premier League? Not only one, FK. I've got two for you. One uh, go at on, Old son. Trafford, where uh, Bruno Fernandes has scored a penalty from a dubious handball, but it's handball nonetheless. Standard. Um, and a bigger one, more important, I guess, for Arsenal fans. Uncle Unai's Aston Villa lead 1-0 against Leicester. Oli Watkins has scored. Uncle Unai. He killed this club. Oh, sorry. Just a double goal. Double goal. Wolves 2-0 against Liverpool. Goodness Ooh. gracious me. Wolves 2-0 up against Liverpool. The first one, of course, a Joel Matip own goal. Who scored the second one, Wayne? I have no idea. Mate, I love that. I love that. Right, guys, we're going to hear from Mikel Arteta now. This is courtesy of BT Sport. Wolves are, of course, 2-0 up against Liverpool. Here's Mikel after the game. Mikel, that's a, obviously that's a disappointing result. What did you make of the performance today? Yeah, a really tough match. We knew that uh, before we came in, especially with the circumstances of the match with the new manager and the, the style of play they had, we knew it was going to be tough. Um, I think we started the game pretty well and controlled the game. After 20 minutes, we started to lose a little bit some control and start to play a little bit the game that they want to play. Um, we had loads of the ball, but we liked that purpose and quality in the final set to generate many more chances and um, and after yeah when I said this is what they do um, you can see that and then they slow the game down they do that really well and um, and we were struggling to to come back in the game. Why weren't you able to cope with these balls into the box and the set pieces they did cause you a lot of trouble throughout didn't they? They do to every team that's yeah. the strength where you see the height that they have in the team the physicality is one of the main strengths you want to beat against them you have to control that aspect and um, and today we didn't do it. And, and then with the ball, when the way we progressed the ball into the final set, we have to create much more than what we've done today. I, I saw you telling the players just to calm down a little bit. Were you looking for a bit more composure, being careful with the ball? More composure and to control emotionally as well the game better because if not you start to get in the game that they want to play everything is in and out with a lot of jewels and into free kicks. We made so many free kicks in the last 10 12 minutes that are necessary because that's what they want and um, we could have done things. What's the loot? Interesting point there about the composure and the mental side of the game. Gav, you saw the sort of handbags with Alexander Sinchenko and Morpe towards the end. Um, is that something you like to see? Is that something we just need to be, you know, much more careful about? I think that when you're away, that can often roll up the home support. So it's something that isn't really something that I'd like to see, but I completely understand the frustration and it actually shows the players have got a bit of heart and they're actually a little bit gutted uh, about how the game's going and what the result's been. I mean, we had 
about 10 years of Wenger where there was no heart or no passion whatsoever in anybody on the pitch. So I quite like to see heart and passion uh, when it happens. But I'd like to say that there was a few uh, a few little niggles from Everton today. Do you know what I mean? Not like, you know, when Saka got poked in the eye and, you know, their hands were quite high up and they were quite aggressive and the ref just seemed to let it go, let it go. And, it, you know, it was clearly a foul on uh, Zinchenko. So I don't know why that was sort of like not called and booked straight away and that would have been the end of it. So, yeah, no, I, I, you know, like I said, there's a, time and, there's a time and a place for it. And unfortunately, it was frustration from a player that really, really cares about our results. I hate, sorry, I hate loud and clear. My wife's going absolutely batshit mental at my daughter in the background. That's why I was a little bit distracted. God knows what's happening outside, but I'll find out soon enough. Right, let's bring in Matt. Matt, welcome to the post-match space here on Latte Firm. Arsenal, as you know, have been de- defeated at Everton by a goal to nil. What are your thoughts on today's game? A tough one. Uh, thank you for having me on. Um, it's It's a brutal one, but it happens, I think. We've been so lucky this season with such high-quality football and no real setbacks, to be honest, because even in the games where we have dropped points, the only real game I can recall this season where we've genuinely struggled was Leeds away in the second half. United away, we played very well. Newcastle at home, we played very well. This is the first game where it's like a proper adversity has happened. And I think it's just all about staying calm, reacting to it next week against Brentford, a nice home game, and not going overboard, you know, scapegoating players or anything like that. But I don't think we deserved anything from the game. We could have had a penalty, but we can't rely on that. And I don't think we ever really looked like scoring. And full credit to Everton as well. They were fully up for it, and we weren't. Do you know what, Matt? I I love the way you've just articulated all of that. I, I, I can't disagree with any of that. And I'm most intrigued by... Let's not look into it too much. Let's just think about Brentford. It doesn't help that it's you know a week away now because we've got you know a few days to feel sorry for ourselves, a few days to maybe start wondering about overanalyzing things. But it is very much just back to business. Get a win next Saturday again, then the feel good factor comes back. Absolutely, because we've had so much momentum build up this season, and we've also responded really well generally to losing games under Arteta this season and briefly last. Um, I think, to be fair, we had one period where things weren't quite sour. Uh, but generally speaking, I think we've been quite good with that. But this season, just performance have been so, so good. And for me, if we'd drawn today or lost today, but performance was really good, there wouldn't be any kind of concern or anything like that. But I think it's just time to realise that it's going to happen where not every single week is completely up to scratch. And as you say, yeah, just you know, try and regain that momentum and just go again, really. I hear you, Matt. I love your profile picture, by the way, with Gabby Martinelli, of course, <laughs> who signed a new contract. Matt, is that your first time dialing in? Uh, I think second. But it's been ah, a nice one, man. Make, make sure that it's not your last. Really appreciate you joining the post-match phone in today, Matt. Uh, if you want to have your say, do request the mic. Uh, Gab's just given the thumbs up. Wayne, there's been a goal at Villa Park. Yes, James Madison has equalised. It's 1-1, Aston Villa 1, Leicester 1. Uncle Unai back to his normal form. Good to see. Good to see. Right, Sam Tonks, welcome to Sam. Is that your? Is that genuinely your surname, Tonks? Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. My, my nice. last name. It's just, just a marvelous surname. Uh, how are you, Sam? Uh, you know what? You wouldn't be the last person to say that. When throughout my whole life, I've just been called Tonks, really, than Sam. So, it really, isn't a surprise you said that. 
Right, so from this moment on, every time you dial into the Latte Firm post-match space, it's going to be Tonks. I'll take that. Tonks. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Right, welcome. Uh, what would you like to say, my friend? Uh, yeah, it was yeah, it was just a write-off, really. Um, I think as soon as Sean Dyche got appointed Everton Gaffer, I think everyone supporting Arsenal could have predicted that a result was a 1-0 defeat and Tarkovsky scoring a header. Um, I, I think is in the back of your minds that this kind of result can happen, just because... We ain't won at Everton in six years. Every time we went to play Dyche's Burnley, it was always a struggle as well. Um, so, yeah, we just it's just an off day. Like, you know, there's going to be a meltdown, as there always is, because there's so much desperation to, to see a job through now for the title. But, you know, going on Twitter and saying, F this, F that, F this player. It's like the whole Jorginho thing. Like, I know he's had a rough cameo today, but just give the guy a chance, man. Like, just on the abuse, Sam. Who who's getting all the stick on Twitter? Because obviously I'm hosting this, and Wayne's watching all the footballs, and Gav's just not listening to any of it. Um, who who's getting all the pelters? It is mainly Jorginho. Um, and again, like, I, look, I I'm not gonna say I wanted to sign him. I didn't. I'm I don't particularly rate him. However, he joins the club. You then change your mind. Like, like, let's give this guy a chance because I think every Arsenal fan could tell you that. Out of the 11 today, if it was decided on Twitter, we wouldn't have Ramsdale, we wouldn't have White, and Ketty would have been sold. Uh, Jacker would have been gone 10 years ago, you know. So, it's just a reality check. Just, you know, we're not used to losing these days. We've lost a game. Um, and the players were off it. And I think, as Arteta said, it wasn't good enough. Um, but we bounced back. So, that it's a reality check as well. Because, again, it shows the levels when... We were in a title chase with Wenger for a few years. When we'd lose, we'd lose abysmally. Like it'd be three nil. It was absolutely horrendous. Um, uh, yeah, it was a disaster. Whereas you know, I don't think we were that bad. Um, there's a key chance before they score, and Ketty has done brilliantly. You know, the guards blazed it over. Um, it's just one of those where maybe Man City, the players, they have more quality. I think they take it sort of thing. But even they've had setbacks this season. You know, they drew with Everton. Um, at home, so you know we just we've got to bounce back, and I'm sure we'll beat Brentford. I hope you're right, Sam. Really hope you're right. Thanks so much for joining the space, Tonks. Uh, we will see you on the next one, uh, Gav. Are there any positives to take from today? Were there any standout performance from the Arsenal eleven? I know it's always hard to say that because we've just lost the game, but uh, one or two players might deserve a shout out. Uh... Or maybe, or maybe not, as the case may be. No, no I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really struggling. Uh, I would say Ramsdale, really. Uh, I thought the, the ball at his feet was good. His distribution was good. He stood no chance whatsoever with a goal. Uh, he pulled a couple of decent saves off, even though one was offside and blah, blah, blah. Uh, Ramsdale, I thought Gabriel uh, played well. I thought Saliba did okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much struggling after that, if I'm being honest. No, I think that's a fair enough conclusion. I think for me, Gabriel and Saliba, they played well. I thought they were just a little bit sloppy in terms of getting the ball out of their feet. Uh, you know, the ball sticking to their feet like glue, really. I, I wish they'd sort of released it faster. Uh, quick question, Gav, just while you're on. Jorginho is taking a lot of criticism on social media. I think you described him as potentially being a genius signing. Not, of course, on his debut, but of course, by the end of the season. What did you make of his cameo? I don't think Pompey was playing particularly well anyway. And there's no way in the world that he was playing any better or any worse than Party. 
Uh, my only criticism really would have been with Arteta that perhaps he should have moved to playing both of them uh, to sort of almost combat Everton's midfield. So, yeah, it shouldn't have possibly been, especially the second half, one or the other. It should have been both of them. But there was no difference. It made no difference if Party was on or or, or he was on, really. Uh, I just think some people... They like to get the clips and hits and the attention for coming out with something that's completely absurd. Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. I think it goes back to my point earlier about, you know, we could be out there for another day and I don't think we score a goal. Can I just give a quick shout out to a couple of people? First up is Jono. I know he goes Arsenal home and away. Uh, he sent a nice tweet to Latte Firm. Uh, he has spoken on the channel before. Hope you're listening, mate. And of course, Els also listening as you do every week, Els. And I know you're on your way home from Goodison Park as well. Thank you both for your support of the channel and the phone in. Uh, Wayne, any score updates in the Premier League? No, not at the minute. Um, it's all a bit quiet. So I decided to have a look through some of our um, comments to this. And one of the big things, I think that not really many people have said in detail or in depth. We had a comment from um, Brandon Blanchard. I'm not sure if he's still listening. But um, I feel we miss Gabriel Jesus in games like Newcastle and today. He can take on a low block and create avenues with his individual skill by dragging defenders towards him. And it also allows the rest of the teams to make runs in behind, which I think is a big thing for Martinelli, who's probably struggling at the minute because the way that we played with Jesus, Jesus was able to drift out wide to the left a little bit more and, and Ketia doesn't really do that as much. So, um, yeah, I think once Gabriel Jesus comes back, he might be the counter to this double team in Martinelli and double team in Saka because you can't double team all three of them. Can I just shout out Kim Swade, I think is your surname. Uh, she's saying, I'm listening to the Latte Firm Twitter phone and thankfully there are some more rational thinking Arsenal fans on there. Uh, that's certainly not a uh, compliment to Gav because he's just not paying attention today. Thanks, Kim. Really appreciate that. All right, all right. There, there was, look, do you know what I mean? I mean, there was one little bit of Arteta come on the telly and I thought, Wayne's going off on one, so I'll just listen to Arteta. It's so all right, I'm, I'm don't worry. I love you time. more than I did last week and uh, more than I did last month. Mate, I love you more than I did a minute ago, but not as much as I did two minutes ago. I love you both. Uh, right, let's go to our next caller. It's Michael. Michael, welcome to the post-match phone-in. What would you like to say today about Arsenal's defeat at Goodison to Everton? Hi, guys. Uh, thanks for having me on. I'm first-time caller, so it's great to be here. Um, oh, mate, you're very welcome. Yeah, uh, disappointing day at the office, really. But um, let's be fair, there's probably not a worse place to go with the new manager bounce than Goodison Park. Uh, I'm not sure there's many harder places to have gone, um, especially when not really anyone in the team performed that well today. Um, things just seem to be off from the get-go, I feel. Um, things just weren't clicking. Um, I think the first half was worse than the second. Um, first half seemed a bit slow and just nothing was right in our play. But I don't think Everton have played a better game this season and they probably won't play a better game from now till the end of the season. So with all them ingredients thrown into a bowl, the recipe was not good from our point of view. It's interesting you say that, Michael, about Everton not playing a better game this season. The BBC have certainly lifted it as a Sean Dyche masterclass. Mm. 
And of course, to the contrary, they've described it as a massive, tragic disaster for Mikel Arteta's oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, title tragic. challenge. It's absolutely tragic. Where, where do you think, <laughs> well, on that, where do you think it leaves our, our hopes for the title race this year? Um, it's too early to say, I feel like. We've still got 18 games left to play. Um, we've still got to play City twice, as we all know. Um, which are going to be two obviously massive games and key to where the title ends up. But it just is what it is, you know. It's a bad day at the office. It's only the second loss this season. So there's not a lot, you know, we can say in that regard, I don't feel. I really appreciate that, Michael. Thanks a lot for making your first time. Oh, I've just cut him off. Um, If you request the mic again... Um, I will allow you to finish your last line. Sorry, that was very premature of me, but we've got lots of people willing to speak. Uh, let's go to Beyond Arsenal, Bearded Black Man. You're next up. I know you've been on the spaces before. Arsenal have been beaten by Everton by a goal to nil. What would you like to say today? That's just as whatever's about my bed. Bad day at the office. You know, it was a quite a poor performance, quite a bit flat, but you know what I mean? There's still plenty of games to go, so let's not get too downhearted by this defeat. So now, second of the season where do you think it went wrong for us today my friend is it just application the team was we just started slow slow sloppy there was you know what I mean and obviously as someone's been saying that the new manager bounced to be very tight you know what I mean there was a lot of double team and so it was just just a bad you know what I mean it's a typical half 12 kickoff that we used to suffer back in the day <laughs> Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. And we obviously, just in the grand context of things, Manchester City, we lost at the Etihad in the FA Cup last week. Of course, we've lost today. That's two in two. I'm sure the media are going to make the most out of that. That's going to have a field Um, day. (laughs) Yeah, they are. They're already having a field day. Are you slightly nervous now, looking ahead to the next 18? I mean, we're out of one competition. If we lose one or two more, could could we throw away the league as well? No, no. I'm, I'm I'm still quietly confident, you know. Say quite a bit, bit quieter now than I was this morning, but no, we, 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 should, we, should, we should be all right. Not made. It's the second defeat of the season. You know, look as well, Manchester United, they got battered for not Brentford, look where they are. Yeah, mate, I think you absolutely nailed it there. It is only the second defeat of the season. Thank you so much, Bearded Black Man, for joining the post match space. Michael is back. Michael, sorry, my sincere apologies. I cut you off earlier as you were about to say something. What would you like to say? This better be worth it, Michael. Hi, guys. Uh, no, it is worth it, I promise you. Um, so, two, two things. The last time we lost in the league this season, we played Brentwood after, Brentford afterwards and we smashed them 4-0. So, that's one positive. And the second positive, the last two seasons when we've gone to Everton away, in 2020, we went on, we went on a four-game winning run. And then last season, we went on a five-game winning run. So, two positives. So, look forward to the upcoming games. That definitely well was well, yeah, definitely was worth bringing you straight back in, Michael. Thank you so much for rejoining the space. Right, we're just over the hour mark, two thirds of the way through on tonight's today's post-match phone-in. Uh, Wayne, we're approaching what half an hour in the Premier League games. Any changes, or is it still two nil to Wolves? Uh, still two nil to Wolves at the minute, and Liverpool don't seem to have had a sniff so far. So um, that's fun, and it's reminding me very, very much of our away days under Wenger in that final season, oh, where um, <laughs> we went five months or whatever it is without a win. Any excuse, man. Any excuse. Always. Uh, Always. Let's, let's not forget Newcastle are at home to West Ham tonight in the five thirty kickoff. Um, this is turning into like a radio show. It's really weird, right? Leeds Gunner, welcome 
to the post-match space phone. And what would you like to say today, Leeds? I just wanted to say we need to keep our heads and remember. Actually, um, let's remember what kind of January we, we had. Uh, could you put your mic? Could you, you? You're breaking in and out. Can you just like maybe either bring it closer to your mouth yeah. or further away from your mouth, now? depending on what you do. Yeah. Uh, a little bit better. Go on. Um, uh, hey, um, oh, my man, do you want to just try unmuting? Go yeah, again. Hello. Can you hear me better now? now? <laughs> oh, we can hear you much better now. There I you go. What would you say, like to say? Let's let's keep our perspective. Because like in January, we had, you know, multiple big games, which we did marvelously well. Like we drew at New, you know, we drew to Newcastle. We, you know, beat Man United um, and we beat Tottenham. And, uh, you know, I would rather have that than, and we, it, all this is, is just a hiccup. You know, emotionally and, and mentally, we've had, you know, Lots of, uh, you know, really crucial games where we've come through really, really, really well. And like, like any strenuous exercise, you're going to have a break. You know, you're going to have a little hiccup. And this is, that, this is all that it is. It's a hiccup. Next week, you know, when we face Brentford, we're going to pick up the ball and, you know, or not pick up the ball, but you know what I mean. We're going we're gonna to pick up the baton and continue running again. So, I mean, let's not lose our heads. You know, the, in the context of the whole season, we've done brilliantly. And we just need to know, you know, I would rather that we um, hit our kind of hiccup now rather than against Man City. Because I would rather um, beat or draw to Man City than to lose to them. Because remember, every game is, at le- is only three, you know, three points. Not, it's not 30. It's not... You know, it's every we have to take every game as it comes. So let's you know let's not lose our heads. And another positive I wanted to say, because people are going to really um, criticize Arteta for the substitutions, but you know if you remember when he was a manager uh, when he was uh, first starting off as Arsenal manager, he never used to make um, early substitutions, and he's much more proactive now. He's you know he makes changes much earlier in the games and tries to affect them. And, you know, I'm, that's so encouraging. Okay, it didn't work today. But like I said, emotionally, our team has gone through, you know, a few mountains and come out, come out of it. So it, it was inevitable. We're, we were going to have a little hiccup. I think you're absolutely right. It was inevitable that we were going to have a hiccup. And I think it's important that we don't lose our call. Leeds Gunner, thanks so much for joining tonight's show. Uh, there's been a goal in the Premier League. I think Wayne is waving furiously. Wayne, Uncle Unai has slapped your head once again. Fuck. And it's two-one to Aston Villa against Leicester. Own goal. Own goal. Leicester. Yeah, what from are you I doing? think Leicester's Brendan new Rogers, signing. You can't well. do anything, Brendan. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Let's not forget you wanted Rogers in charge of Arsenal as well. Mate, I'd have taken you in charge of Arsenal when we had Uncle Unai, who killed this magnificent club. But let's uh, let's move on swiftly. Uh, let's work through some of the callers. I can see Ethan has requested since the start, as has Rofikov. Let's go to Ethan. Ethan, welcome to today's post-match phone-in. Um, I felt awful at the start. Now I'm being cheered up by you guys. But every time I look at the uh, BBC website, I get back to uh, slight depression. Ethan, welcome. What would you like to say? Floor is yours. Um, hi, lads. Thanks for having me. Um, before I start saying anything about the game, I'm, I just want to say it very quickly. Like, I'm happy 
with the reaction a lot of people are having on here today because you're seeing a lot around Twitter now at the moment. A lot of overreactions saying, you know, this about Jorginho, this about Martinelli, this about White. But um, at the end of the day, these games happen. It's our second loss in the league of the season. I think we can bounce back from it. You know, Brentford at home is a big opportunity for us. Can I ask you, Ethan, your thoughts on the two new boys? So first up, Leo Trossard, and then, of course, Jorginho, who is taking a lot of pelters. What were your thoughts on those two? Um, I, I can't really say much about them on today's performance, like because I don't think anyone really played well for us today. It was just one of those games. But um, in like Jorginho, I think it's a bit early to tell. I think it could be a decent bit of business in the long term. You know, I think his experience would be very important going down the road. He's won a lot of things like um, Trossard then. I thought he was one of our better players when he came on. I thought he was better than Martinelli today. He had a bit more... He took on a few more people than Martinelli like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Uh, Ethan, uh, just before we uh, we sort of let you go, where does it leave our title race hopes? Uh, is it just a case of bouncing back against Brentford? I think we can bounce back against Brentford. I don't think it's too much to worry about. But I think the only thing that this game has kind of said, I think it was Gav that said it earlier, um, if you want to beat Arsenal, you just watch today's game. And it's the second time really it's happened in the last month. You saw it with Newcastle. We couldn't break them down. We were just They just couldn't break us down either. Today, we got broken down. I think we kind of lack a plan B when it comes to a low block and getting crowded out in the midfield. And so then, so then to what to Wayne's question earlier, then Ethan, um, do you think Mikel needs to come up with a plan B, with with a different way of playing these sorts of games and in-game scenarios? Well, I think like Mikel's thing works a majority of the time. Like you know, it's, we've we've only seen it twice this season. Like, but I think it wouldn't be a bad idea to have a backup plan because you know in those two games he just didn't look at it at all. Like. Today we were very poor. I thought today was one of our worst games of the season so far. Yeah, I would agree with you. Ethan, thank you so much for joining the post-match space today. Really appreciate you coming on. I think you were a first-time caller as well. Uh, speaking of first-time callers, I think Rofikov, our next caller, has been requesting the mic since the very start of the show. Welcome, my friend. Um, Arsenal, sadly, have been beaten today by Everton. Sean Dyche's new manager bounce. What did you make of the game? Welcome. If you... Here he is. Hey, FK. Um, amazing work on, on YouTube and on these spaces. Um, one thing that has, I've been noticing, um, at least on on this space, is, I mean, there's a really healthy sign that a lot of those Arsenal fans are, I mean, including me, I'm an Arsenal fan, they are, are, we're being humble enough to say this was just a good game by Everton. Hopefully this is a bad day at the office. Um, let's put this behind us and let's move on. Um, I think that a lot of people before me mentioned that we deserve the penalty, and I think that penalty might have given us something, might have given us that spark to start something and come back to the game. Um, it didn't happen. Um, honestly, I don't know how that was not looked at, but it is what it is. Um, Everton were like leaving studs on everybody, and then yet at the end, we saw a new Mopai like just get under our skin, try to dive. Um, Zinchenko, I love his passion, man. He represents everybody, all the fans, but he needs to be careful. Like, I don't know. I felt at the end he could have got a little bit 
too passionate and maybe like we need Zinchenko, we need Zinchenko in this team. We we can't afford to not have him moving on. Um, I think the the new kid that Everton had on Saka, Mikelinko. I think that he's they just bought that player. He's he he was able to keep Saka quiet, which has been really difficult this mm. season. I mean, I don't know. I can't even remember who was the last defender to keep him quiet. He he he's done a good job. I think that might be a good signing for Everton. I, I think just on that, I think Everton were doubling up on Saka quite quickly, much like Newcastle did at the Emirates when they came and they held us to a goalless draw. But you're right. I mean, in terms of Bukayo Saka, looked great, obviously, in moments when he had the ball, but was just left isolated sometimes from Arsenal players. And I think Ben White looked his usual self with the overlapping runs. Um, should we start analysing this too much, Rafi Kov, or is it just, you know, let's just forget it? Yeah. Uh, you know, out of yeah. mind, out of sight, brush it under the carpet. I mean, I think I'm doing a lot of, a lot of analysis myself, looking at what Arteta tried to do. And he tried to bring a lot of players in, tried to change things. But I think we as fans and Arsenal as a team really need to just put this behind us. I think Arteta is going to be telling the whole, the whole dressing room, guys, we're not going to win every game. There's going to be blips through this, but we're going to be together. We, we need, as we've shown before, we lost to United and we came back. We drew to Newcastle and then we showed character and we, 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 we came back better than before. I mean, there's a lot of signs that, says, that say that we're going to put this behind us as a team and as a fan base and just look forward to the next game. Um, again, all of us are saying on, on this space and everywhere on Twitter that we hope this is a bad day at the office. We hope that this is not the start of something we're all fearful of. Let's just put this behind us. And I think the team in Arteta are going to be spending the next week just putting this in everybody's mind, guys. Like, we are a good team. We have shown and proved to everybody in this league that we, this is not a fluke. And we can come back. And I think that's what's going to happen. I hope you're right, Rafikov. Uh, Rafikov, is it your first time dialing in today? Yes, it is. Amazing, man. Please don't let it be your, your last time you speak with great confidence. I love that. Gav, anything you want to say to any of the callers that we've just had recently? I think the general consensus is forget about this game. Brentford coming up in a week's time. Do the business. We're at the Emirates. It should be back to business. Yeah, no, it should be. Uh, I don't think we should forget about it. The same way as I don't think we should forget about our performance against Newcastle. The players... And Arteta, it's another learning curve for them. We've sort of got to try and find a way of breaking down teams that play like this against us because it's not like under the last days of Wenger and, you know, under Emery where teams are going to sort of like come against us and try and win. We're top of the league, we're playing well we're going to have a mark on our back. So teams are going to sort of almost try and play for a draw and try and hit us on the break or try and get a goal from a set piece, which happened today. And that's going to happen more and more often. So they've got to find a way of getting through that. And the players have got to find a way of battling through that. And Arteta's got to find a, a plan. And I thought the way the second half started today, I thought it was almost suiting us by it was pretty much a lot more open than the first half was. And I thought that was going to play into our hands. But unfortunately today, the players just weren't getting the ball forwards quick enough and we weren't breaking through the lines quick enough. And that was as much a problem as the fact of how good Everton actually were today. And, you know, we do need to give them credit for how they played against us, if we're being honest. 
Yeah, we do. I, and I think everyone's been generous enough and, and courteous enough to uh, to acknowledge that. We're going to go to Ben, our next caller, who's been tweeting about having the players to, to, to demonstrate a plan B. And before we go to Ben, before we go to Ben, one sec, Ben, we have a goal at Villa Park. Wayne. Wayne is so sad that Uncle Uwe oh, it, 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 has conceded. It, 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 it's, it's too old. And I would love to pronounce out the name of the fellow who scored for Leicester. I'll give it a go. Uh, Khaleesi Hanosha? Khaleesi oh Hanosha, I think it is. So you're, you're on the right track. Me. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean that, that sounds like my favourite Italian beer. There was another goal as well, FK. Um, go on then. Brentford have scored and they lead just before half-time against Southampton. Mm, Brentford. Uh, but then me. Bertie's great-great-grandson. Yeah, Ben Mee scoring a goal there. Brentford, of course, visiting the Emirates Stadium next weekend. Uh, right, let's go to Ben. Um, ben, welcome to the show. What would you like to say today? How you doing, FK? You all right? Um, I yeah, just wanted to make... Bad, thank you. Go on. I, I just wanted to make three, point, uh, three points, if I could. Um, the first one I was just going to say was, is yes, it's the second loss, but for me, it's the manner of it. Um, we look tired, laboured, um, and it was just... Uh, I don't know. It's just for me, I feel like it's like a blueprint now of, of how teams, because um, this is now the second time this has happened to us. And I just feel like it's like a blueprint for now everyone to play against us. With Jesus out and obviously Nketiah being our kind of main striker, it just seems that we struggle. Um, and then obviously that goes to my next point of having the options because everyone's saying about having a backup plan. But if you don't have the players to to kind of come in and, and change the game or to have to, to go to plan B. Because everyone's obviously jumping on Jorginho. It's not his fault. I think people need to calm down and give him a chance. But really and truly, we haven't got any options. I mean, Vieira, I've said this and I'll keep saying it until day dot, but Vieira I don't think is good enough. Trossard should have started because I think the last few games, Martinelli struggled a bit. Um, and you can just see it in him. I don't know if it's tiredness or what, but... As I said, like for me, like, yeah, we, it was a bad day at office and it's not something to get hung up on. But the only thing for me that's a glaring, glaring worry for me is the, the one having the plan B. But two is the lack of options we've got to, to change a game up. Because I think even on the TV, some of the pundits on there were saying that Everton now, I mean, Newcastle has done it to us first, but Everton now have just just kind of sealed the, the thing of do you know what guys if you're playing against Arsenal without Jesus and the team just do this and they're going to struggle because as I said a bar Trossard and, and like I'll, I'll open up to floor but bar Trossard who else have we got to come on and real, really change a game we haven't Ben Ben, ben I mean not to say that my, my only criticism of the, the changing up really and the only sort of thing that I would have done is perhaps instead of uh, Vieira coming on uh, that's when I would have put Zinchenko on and actually bolstered up in the middle of the park because that's where we was losing all of the ball. We was losing all the ball because we was getting out-bodied uh, and out-fought in the middle of the pitch. And yeah. if we put another body in the middle of the pitch, then it might have given more freedom for Saka and more freedom to either Martinelli or Trossard. So I'm going on the fact that it was a slight tactical thing that we may have to do when teams played up that against us. Even if we went to three at the back and, yeah. put another bo- and put another body into midfield, that, that's that's the way we're going to have to play against teams that have played. I mean, Newcastle, you know, let, let's get it straight. Newcastle time-wasted from about the first minute, slowed the game down, uh, was putting in more naughty tackles. I thought Everton played a fair game today. Uh, 
obviously their, their keeper got booked for a bit of time wasting, but you know, you're one new up at home. You want your keepers to get booked for a little bit of time wasting, let's be honest. Uh, but I, I just thought that there were certain areas in the pitch where we just didn't have enough bodies. And we're not, when you're not winning the knockdowns, you're not going to win games like that, especially away from home. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. And, and I do agree with you. But again, it's just, I mean, I, let's hope you're right. I, I really do pray that you're right because I think this is kind of. I don't want to go too dramatic because I can see people piling on to a, like to Arsenal, and and, I, and I'm really, really not doing that. As I said, my only kind of worry, and as I said, I hope everyone, like, I hope you're right in a sense of it was maybe just a bit of a tactical error. But now this is a second time, and and again, Jesus is hopefully what two weeks, three weeks, and then he's back again. But yeah, I don't know. It just um, it just left me with a bit of a worry. That's all. But yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on, Esko. Again, you're very welcome, mate. Thanks a lot for joining us today. I've just shared. I've just shared the video clip of Gabrielle being blocked by Morpé, courtesy of Daily AFC, as you can just see. Have a look at that video, guys. I know, uh, I think, Gav, it was you who mentioned anywhere else on the pitch we get a free kick. But Gabrielle is running towards that ball and Mopé has blocked him. And it is a penalty all day long, in my opinion. Uh, Wayne, another goal or just a, 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 an average opinion? You got to unmute yourself first, my friend. Um, Aston Villa are losing to Leicester three two. Oh no, Didums! You sound really upset. Yes, um, they've conceded twice in like two minutes just before half time. So uh, that sounds like that sounds like typical Unai, to be fair. Yeah, that's Unai Emery DNA written all over it. He's ruining Aston Villa as well. Um, there you go. But I, I'm not going. Do you know what? I'm going to go easy on Uncle Unai because we go to Villa Park and hopefully he can do us a favour for embarrassing us on the European scene. Uh, ben, thanks so much for joining us today on today's post-match phone and really appreciate that. Let's go to S. S, you've been waiting very patiently. S, what would you like to say? Arsenal have been beaten by Everton. S, if you want to unmute yourself. Yeah, yeah hi, mate. Um, I think, you know, poor result today. The thing is, I th- you know, it's not a thing that we played bad today. It just, you know, Everton were more up for it. The, the, the crowd, the manager bounce, the players, all of that stuff. Um, and, you know, I think we can still win the title, of course. So we just have to bounce back next week against uh, Brentford. I believe it is, like, at home. And, you know, just forget about this week. Um, and, you know, go again next week, really. Um, yeah, I don't think we really, we there was a player that you know that was on, on our team today that was, you, you can see look he played really well. I think it was all over the pitch, average performances. Um, you know, not much we can do about that, unfortunately. No, there's not. Uh, S, we're just having a little bit of trouble with your sound, but I heard most of that. Thanks a lot for joining the space. It is about bouncing back next week. I've got to remind people. I mean, Wayne Gav. We are still top of the league, 20 games apiece with Manchester City, five points clear. And of course, Man City do go to Spurs, who have taken points off them in recent years. And, you know, hoping for the enemy is just an awful feeling. But we would all have taken that before the World Cup, before the season. And we're still there. I mean, we can't just be getting that upset, can we? No, not at all. And I think the key thing to remember as well is Man City drew with Everton just a couple of weeks ago. And and that was a worse Everton side than the one we played today. We both have to face them again. 
the good thing for us is they have to come to the Emirates and I have no doubt in my mind that Everton will get turned over at the Emirates if they try to play the way that they did today. It's all well and good in your first game at Goodison, but you're not getting away with that at our ground, especially the way we're playing at home this season. But um, Manchester City have to travel, like you said, on the what, on the final day of the season to that Goodison Park. Um, yeah, that's going to be a tough game, especially if Everton have everything to fight for at the bottom of the table. It is indeed. Everton, of course, taking points off City at the Etihad, of course. Uh, something that we will have to try and do at a later stage in this season. Right, let's next go to Bohdan. Welcome, Bohdan, to the post-match space. Um, you've been chirpy and cheerful throughout the season. How are you feeling today? Pretty silent. Bohdan, are you there? He's not showing mine, mate. Oh, OK. Let's uh, let's move away from Bohdan. I thought he was there, but of course he's not. Let's go to Sam Dennis. Sam, welcome to the post-map space. What would you like to say about Arsenal's defeat at Goodison Park today? Hello. Hello, Sam. Can you hear us? Hello, guys. Yeah, good. Thank you. Yeah, not too bad, mate. What would you like to say about today's game? Um, I just think that we played like a team that is chasing the title. Um, I've watched it throughout the years and you can see that nervousness. I'm not sure whether you guys felt the same. Um, you know, 12.30 kick-off, pressure's on even though we're eight points clear, essentially. Um, I feel like we, we rushed the ball down the side to Saka and Martinelli. And I feel like the bigger teams, I'm not sure how you feel about it, they bait the teams out into where they want them to play. And I feel like Everton baited us into where they wanted us to play, if that makes sense. And I feel like there's yeah. a lot of pressure on, on the wide lads, uh, Martinelli and Saka, and, it, and it's hard for us to come up with an answer. Yeah, it's definitely how I, how I saw it. Um, you make a really interesting point, Sam, about pressure and nerves. I mean, we've played some big games this season in, I, in what I would say more pressure sort of moments, and we've come through them. Um, have you seen enough today to maybe think that it's going to take our title assault off course? No. Um, I just think it's a bit more of a... Like a lot of these players haven't played in these games before, so I'd, I'd rather them experience that now when we have got the uh, the margin to lose the points. Um, whereas in the past, we've normally lost these games and it would then collapse the season. Um, but I do think, obviously, the players being young and inexperienced, we're also forgetting that this too is for Mikel, an experience where he's trying to find... Um, you know, the way to unlock the door. And I think a previous caller made a really good point about um, Jeju taking up the ball down channels against these teams with low blocks. I feel like the guys don't trust Eddie as much. Um, there was a lovely bit of skill where Eddie, he gets it in, in the channel and he, he beats two and he puts it on the plate for Odegaard who skies it. Um, but I do remember that. I do remember that. Odegaard did, of course, sky it. Sam, I've got to ask you, uh, are you... In the North Pole, or are you in space? Uh, you uh, sound like you're. Sorry, I've got um, uh, AirPods in. I'm just out walking. <laughs> All right, mate. Walking is good for you. I really appreciate that, Sam. Thank you so much for joining the space today. Really appreciate you contributing. It did sound for a moment that you were uh, in outer space with all the inter- interruption back there. Uh, Wayne, it's half time in the Premier League around the grounds. What are the scores on the doors? My heart is kind of broken after the. Uh... Leicester dagger at half time. They're winning three two against Aston Villa, and my baby. They are indeed. Oh, is that your daughter? Yeah. Bless, bless. She's 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 trying to comfort she's you for, for you know Emery ruining your life again. She's la- She's laughing at the Arsenal. Fair moments. enough. We're, 
Mm, well, look, the scores on the doors are Villa uh, losing at home to Leicester, two goals uh, to three Leicester. Uh, Brentford 2-0 up against Southampton. Brentford, of course, coming to the Emirates next Saturday. Brighton-Bournemouth, goalless draw. It looks like a boring game, probably is a boring game. United, annoyingly, 1-0 up against Patrick Vieira's Palace. And Wolves are 2-0 up against Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool. What for Liverpool this season? That is just joyous. Right, on to the home straight. Final few minutes. Let's go to El Boogie. Welcome to the post-match space, my friend. Our friend from New York City, from the big US of A. How are you feeling today, El Boogie? Not as positive as you normally are, presumably. Oh, I can't see him. Oh, you're joking. I've done it again. Right, El Boogie, going to take you away. If you want to have your say, do request the mic. Let's go to... AZ. On, let's go. Yeah, let's go to AZGR. You've requested the mic some time ago. Hopefully, you're still there. If you want to unmute yourself, come and have your say on Arsenal. Mate, what is, what is it? What is it with Saturday afternoons? I, I don't know what it is with Saturday afternoons, but I'm going to have to let him go. Faddy, let's add you in. You've just been requesting and you've been sharing lots of emojis. Faddy, welcome to the space. What would you like to say about Arsenal today? Faddy, are you there? Do you want to unmute yourself? Bottom left, mate. You can do it. Here he is. I'm, I'm here. Can you guys hear me? Oh, we're going to hear loud and clear. Finally, we have a caller. Somebody wants to talk to us. No, Faddy. Listen, uh, are you a first-time caller, Faddy? I am a first-time caller. Long-time listener. Cool, man. Where are you calling from? Um, oh, that's very kind of you to say. Where are you calling from? The US. The US. Lovely. What would you like to say about Arsenal today, my man? Um, I, I, think, uh, I think a lot of people made excellent points today. Um, I will say... I think the four games in which um, we've had points taken off of us, um, I know there's been plan. There, there's been talks about having a plan B. Um, it, it's more so we've created so many chances, even in today's game. Even though, I, I mean, again, everybody said it. Nobody really played all that well, but we created enough chances. I think the finishing just needs to be better. Somebody mentioned that. Um, that real good break from from Enketia playing a pass over to Odegaard and then just shanking shanking that one. Um, I, I think Enketia also had one uh, first half. Um, again, real good turn, but then just guide it. Um, so good enough opportunities. You could probably say the same thing about Everton as well. Um, they missed out on a lot of opportunities, but I think it's us being more clinical, especially in games like this. Games that just really where the opposition frustrates us, um, we just have to be more clinical. And I, and I think that's probably one of the things that you could, um, the props or praise you could give to City. Um, I mean, City can be clinical when they need to in games like this. Um, as, and so, the, yeah, this happened to us at Newcastle, Southampton. Um, you know, should have had two penalties in that game. Um, even Man United, that game that we lost, we created enough chances, but at the end of the day, they were more clinical than we were. Uh, Faddy, can I ask you something just on that? Yeah, You make a really good point because uh, the BT pundits, uh, for those who watched it in the UK, were talking about Arsenal coming out in the second half and needing that composure in front of goal. And you make a really pertinent point about Manchester City because obviously they're experienced and they've got much better talent throughout their squad. I mean, i.e. their squad is... is bolstered with, with more stars than certainly we have. And in pressure moments, pressure games, more often than not, they do retain their composure. They keep knocking on that door. And with that composure, they will score goals and win games. Is that what's maybe causing you to start thinking about maybe not winning the title this year? 
Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it, it's true. Um, Man City have they've been there so many times before. They've got the experience. Um, whereas for us, uh, this is uncharted territory with the youngest team in the squad. Um, like everyone says, it's it's too early to call it and say Arsenal are going to win this title. I think the reverse needs to be said as well. After a defeat like this, it's just way too early to say um, we're not going to win the title. Um, there's a lot of games still to go. Um, every team, I mean, Liverpool when they won the title, City, um, the, the last four times, there's always been this blip. This blip always happens. Um, th- this one's ours. It, it had to happen at some point. Um, and it's fine. I, I think we just, we pick up, we go again, and we ride. I think you're absolutely right, Fadi. Thank you so much for joining the space. We pick up, we go again, and we ride. Uh, right, we are now over the 90-minute mark, so let's bring this show to a close. The final caller of today will be Michael. Michael, welcome to the post-match space. You've just sent a very kind tweet. Uh, really appreciate that. What would you like to say about Arsenal's performance today? Hi, FK. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me on. Long-time listener, uh, first-time caller. I want to say it's really good to hear people talking positively and also to hear people talking, like, thinking beyond the problems and talking about solutions. And everyone said, we need a plan B. We've obviously got Jesus coming back. I'd like to see us recall following Balogun. He scored 14, I think, goals now in 20 games. So what do people mm. think of that? I'm not sure that we have a recall uh, option on the loan. Wayne, Gab, have you got anything that you can sort of share light on? And also, can you do it outside of a transfer window? I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't Gav? Uh, as far as I'm aware, it was signed up for a year-long loan. And I'll be honest with you, uh, for the sake of the next, hopefully, four or five years, leaving there, mate, because if we're looking at in this summer, right, we need a 20-goal striker from Europe who's got experience, uh, who's, you know, who's the right profile. <clears throat> You're going to be looking at an 80, 90 million pound spend. So just yeah, just just leave him there. Do you know what I mean? I mean there are there are options. I don't think that our problem today was the fact that we didn't have a world class striker up front because Eddie he was in the right places. He was trying to make the runs. He weren't getting the ball through to him. Uh, I think Eddie done everything that he could have done today that anybody else could have done. Uh, so yeah, to me it's a bit of a we can't bring him back anyway. So it's a bit of a non non-talking point, really, if I'm being honest. Yeah, that is fair. I mean, if it's not a short-term solution, he's someone to keep in mind in the long term. I do think that Eddie had a, like, maybe just a little overthink on that shot where he was, you know, he could have could have just hit sooner or, I don't know, he just blasted it, didn't he? And seeing the way that, that Balogun's been putting in goals left, right and centre, he just looks so much more instinctive. Um, as a plan B but if it's not possible right now maybe it's one for next season. Indeed Michael thank you so much for joining the space really appreciate that and I know that was your first time dialing in please don't make it your last there you have it ladies and gents boys and girls we've just got over the hour and a half mark Arsenal of course have been stunned today at Goodison Park Everton have beaten Arsenal by a goal to nil but just before you start losing your minds we are of course still top of the Barclays Premier League we are tied on games with Manchester City at 20 apiece and we are still five points clear. 
obviously it hurts to want to support the scum tomorrow, but Spurs have been somewhat of a recent nemesis to Manchester City. Hopefully they can get something off City and we go again. May I thank my co-hosts? First up, it's Wayne. Wayne, uh, you are at Wayne's World 20 underscore. Any closing thoughts, my man? No, it's um, it's obviously tough to lose, especially the fact that we've only lost one in the league this year. And we all know the one that we lost was because you travelled to Old Trafford. This one we've actually legitimately lost. So, um, no, you have to take it on the chin. We're not going to play well 38 games out of 38 games in the season. We came up against a better side today. They deserved it. And we'll just move on to, to Brentford. And now that's two defeats in a row, all competitions, obviously different contexts. But you want to kind of stem that as, as soon as you can. So, um, yeah, let's go on, to, uh, go on to Brentford at home and have full confidence that we'll, we'll pick up the three points there. I hope so, mate. Have yourself a lovely few days, mate. And we will talk again. Gav, who is, of course, at She War. In case you're short of any ideas for any Arsenal memorabilia for any friends or family, uh, do check out his website. And, of course... There is a tweet on on the Latte Firm timeline. If you want if you want to win yourselves one of his new Eddie and Ketia t-shirts, just retweet that tweet, and tomorrow midday we will announce a winner. Gav, what would you like to say as closing thoughts? Yeah, no, very like I say again, we get some very very sensible people uh, who put their hands up to speak on this. Uh, very level headed, doesn't represent the people that are just going for attention and clickbaiting. On uh, on Twitter and other YouTube channels that we won't mention, so it, it's always a delight to be on here. We we wipe our mouths, mate. It's going to happen. This will happen again this season as well. Hopefully not more than once or twice, but it's going to happen again. You wipe your nose, you wipe your face. Hopefully our team has learned a little bit about how to play against these teams that are going to clog up the middle and double back, and come up with some sort of plan to get through it. Uh, hopefully our players will learn a bit about today and about their own personal responsibilities. Uh, it was nice that Arteta and the way you come out after the game, uh, professionally his love for all the players, uh, which is possibly due to their angry reaction with themselves, which can only be a good thing for team morale going forwards. And I'll be honest with you, as much as it would be nice if Man City didn't get three points tomorrow. I hope they fucking batter them. Yeah, of course. If Spurs aren't going to win, then of course we want City to absolutely wipe the floor. Gav, thank you for your time today. And thank you to everybody who listens in week after week, show after show. Thanks to everybody who plucks up the courage to, to, you know, to dial in for their first time and for everybody who does eventually request the mic and have their say. Really appreciate it. One final plea, if, you, if you're interested in these post-match Phone-ins, do follow Latte Firm. There's still a couple of hundred of you listening live right now. And, of course, retweet the tweet that I've just shared. There's the shared twat, uh, tweet. Twat? Shared twat. There is a twat in that photo. Um, and if you want to win the Eddie Nketiah T-shirt, <laughs> if you want to win, don't laugh too much. If you want to win the Eddie Nketiah T-shirt, do give that tweet a retweet, and we will announce a winner tomorrow. We'll be back in the week um, with some sort of show, some sort of content on the channel. Just follow, get involved, and uh, have a good few days. It's bye for now. <laughs>